Are you prepared for modern day problems? We're going to explore this subject in just a minute. Before we begin, I'm going to pay the bills. And this episode is brought to you by Brownells. I've used Brownell tools for years. They're my go-to place for any project that I'm working on that I need tools. If you'd like to see the tools that I've used and projects that I've used Brownells tools for, go to www.trb.fyi slash Brownells. Now we hear the word prepper and people think of you know, MREs and buckets of dried beans and those type of things, which is fine. I mean, that is kind of a prepper, but what do I mean by modern day problems? Well, these are problems that are more likely to happen in, well, modern days. Prepping is evolving. It's coming out of the you know, we're going to go out into the woods and live when the zombie apocalypse comes around to the point of what is more likely to happen in our lives. Now, if you live in certain cities, there's riots going on and things like that. And of course, you're going to prepare for that. Most people think preparing is having a gun and a lot of bullets and you're just going to ride out whatever's happening which it can be. It depends on what plan you are preparing for. But is that the reality for everyone? No, everybody has different needs. No matter what you're preparing for, I believe that you should be debt free. My wife and I had racked up a lot of debt. We had something like $68,000 in debt. We had a boat, we had credit cards, house, a second mortgage. We had all this stuff. We had worked really hard to get rid of that debt. It took something like six years for us to get rid of all that debt. We had made really tough choices in order to become debt free. Now, once we became debt free, we didn't stop there we continued to pay everything off. We paid the house off. Now I know this is a gun channel and you're probably going, Jason, what does debt-free have to do with guns? Well, not directly. It has to go in with a prepping plan. Now you see, the plan that my wife and I were working on was number one, become debt-free because during down economies, my job could go away. We wanted to make sure that if I lost my job, we could keep the house. We could keep a certain lifestyle. Now, was it the lifestyle we had before? No, but at least we could keep a lifestyle and we weren't just scrambling, trying to make sure that we could keep, you know, the bills paid, the lights on, the heat going. Now, yes, we have guns. We do. Ammo is expensive, so we're not going to shoot ammo. We're going to use dry fire to maintain our proficiency. We live in Montana. The chances of a riot happening here are very small. So we're not preparing for riots. 
But even if we were, our plan wouldn't change that much. You see, when things are going crazy outside, you don't want to go out there. You want to make sure you stay safe inside the house. Now for us, we stocked up on food, but we didn't go out and buy MREs or, you know, buckets of dried, freeze-dried food or anything like that. We bought what we ate. You see, in paying things off, we learned how to become more economical in what we buy when we buy our protein, we buy it from a butcher. Rather than going to the store, we bought freezers. And then we bought a half a cow and a whole hawk. Now that's about 18 months of food for us. On top of that, when turkeys went on sale, we bought turkeys during Thanksgiving. Now this Thanksgiving, turkeys were still kind of stupid expensive but we still had turkeys from last year. See, we'll have turkey a couple of times a year. What'll happen is we'll cook a turkey, we'll have a nice turkey meal, and then over the next few days, we make turkey soup, and then we'll can it. And then we'll have turkey soup throughout the year. Our preparedness plan is a little different than other people's because, well, we looked at what could happen to us. Sure, could a Red Dawn event happen? It's a possibility. Could war break out? Absolutely. But what was more likely to happen to us? It was more likely that I would lose my job. So we prepared for that. We paid off all of our bills. We paid off the house. We stocked up food. We have a pantry. Sure, do we have some things like beans? Yeah, absolutely. Because we make stews and soups and chili and things like that, and then we can it. Everything we have are things we eat every day. Now, I want you to think, what's more likely to happen to you? Are you more likely to go out and fight in the new revolution or Red Dawn happens, you know, the Russians invade or whatever? Or are you more likely to lose a job? Why do I keep coming back to this whole losing a job thing? Well, I came back to it because that was the preparedness plan that we played out. And three weeks ago, I lost my job. We didn't freak out. We were prepared. We spent years preparing for the eventuality that I would lose my job. You see, that was inside my sphere of influence. You have the sphere of concern, right? So I'm concerned about the economy. There's not much I can do about it. But inside of that fear of the, the economy, I have my sphere of influence, which is I can control my bills. I can prepare for losing a job. I want you all to sit there and think. What is your sphere of influence? 
and what is your sphere of concern? Your sphere of concern, there's not much you can do. Your sphere of influence is what you can do. If you're worried about ammunition shortages, you can't do anything to stop an ammunition shortage. You, what you can do is stock up on ammunition. Or if you're a reloader, stock up on reloading supplies. Ammunition shortage is a serious thing. We've seen this. This has happened to us over the past two years. It's nothing new. We've had it before. We'll have it again. I want to make sure that you are all prepared. Preparedness does not mean going out and buying a plate carrier and 50 pounds of dried beans and 50 pounds of rice. If you want to do that, that's great. Do whatever you think is best for you. But I will tell you that eventually beans and rice, you're going to have to eat them up. And at 50 pounds of beans and rice, you're going to have to get creative or it's going to get boring. Think about what could happen. I mean, I am about 270 pounds. There is nothing tactical about me. You're not going to see me running around playing Red Dawn with a plate carrier carrying a rifle. It's just not going to happen. I've got bad knees, I've got a bad back, bad shoulder. I mean, I have a lot of injuries that I'm trying to overcome. It's just not going to happen. I also live in Montana. What am I going to do with a plate carrier? It's just not practical for me. It may not be practical for you. People get into this whole prepping thing and like, we got to buy guns and we're going to go out in the woods and survive and, and live. And yeah, it's just not going to happen. It really isn't. Deal with what you can deal with. I'm not saying that our plan is the best plan for everybody. No, it's the best plan for us. I want you to come up with the best plan for you. Think about everything that could happen around you. I'm just outside Helena, Montana. There's just not going to be riots. If you live in Portland, your plan is going to be a little different than mine. I mean, they're writing about everything. They're writing, writing about stuff that didn't even happen there. Now, your plan might be a little, little different than mine, but have a lot of the same qualities. When there's a riot, it's stupid to go outside. So what happens is you, you stock up on food. Sure, you're probably going to stock up on some ammunition and things like that. That might be a little more important to you than me. I'm not saying it's not important to me. It's not the thing that I'm worried about most. You're going to go and get things done. Pay off your bills. So that way, if you lose a job, I mean, what happens when rioting happens and you work at you know, a store or something, and that store gets firebombed during the riot. 
you don't have a job. You can't control that. Sure, you can go try to find another one, but now you're not bringing in a paycheck. But yeah, there's unemployment and things like that. And trust me, I am working through the unemployment thing right now and it's not fun. And you are running at the speed of government. It is glacially slow. I mean, when I call into unemployment with questions, I get busy signals because they can't keep up with what's going on just inside our state. Think ahead. Now, that doesn't mean go into debt to be prepared. I don't want you to do that. Trust me, being in massive amounts of debt sucks. If you're there, I feel for you. If you're there, figure out unique ways of getting out of debt. Now, getting out of debt, you can still prepare. It just means that your preparedness plans are a little bit different. And for those of you that are maybe debt-free and you're looking to get in prepping, don't go out and just spend a crap load of money. You need to understand what you need. Look around at what you're consuming. Don't buy things that you don't use. You know, don't think, I'm going to go buy this big bottle of whiskey and I'm going to use it as a barter tool. No, look at things you use. Look at, you know, hey, we use four pounds of ground beef in a month. And we might have burgers, meatloaf, stuff like that. Maybe it's time to stock up on some ground beef. The kids like this type of cereal. Maybe buy an extra box or two. There's this thing called copy canning. And what copy canning is, is that it's, let's just say you go through chicken noodle soup. All right, you have a can of chicken noodle soup. So when you go to, you use it, and then when you go to the store, you replace it. Well, when you replace it, you actually, instead of buying one, you'll buy two. You'll stock it in the shelf. When you use one, you still have one left. Next time you go to the store, you buy two. Then you put it on the shelf, now you have three. Use one, go buy two. Now you have, you can see how this is starting to build. You're starting to build a stock. Do this with whatever you're eating. If you eat macaroni and cheese, do the same thing with macaroni and cheese. Whatever you're doing, just look at slowly expanding. That way you don't go into debt. You want to stay out of debt. I read an article that the Federal Reserve is now worried about people saving too much money. They're worried it's going to hurt the economy because, well, when Americans save, we're not spending. And they're worried that's going to hurt the economy. They, they, they're twisted around about this, right? I understand they're worried about you know, we're not spending, so therefore people aren't getting jobs and stuff like that. They're looking at this the wrong way. They're looking at this out of a consumer economy. Don't get me wrong, all of us are consumers. But we don't need 
half the crap that we buy. What would happen to this country if everybody was prepared? I mean, seriously, what if we had savings? This country would be a lot better off. Trust me, we would be. These economists would just lose their crap if we were independent. Now, like I said, I lost my job. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. It totally sucks. We have no money coming in. Fighting with unemployment to try to get payment for, well, for my unemployment benefits. And that sucks too. And this episode almost didn't happen today. It's amazing how much time it takes to try to find another source of income. Don't underestimate how much time that takes. It's going to take your time. You're going to spend money on fuel for your car to drive around, go to interviews, talk to people, things like that. You're still burning money. And while you're burning this money, especially in this economy, all the prices are going up, but your benefits stay the same. And trust me, you are not going to pull in your paycheck. You're going to pull in, well, about maybe 30% of what you made. And the greatest thing about that is it's taxable. Now here in Montana, the state of Montana does not tax unemployment benefits. Federal government wants their share though. So they're going to tax you. Montana does not. So realize that you have taxes that you're going to pay on that. My wife and I sat down and figured out what our expenses are. We don't have a car payment. We don't have a mortgage. We don't have credit card payments. We don't have student loans. We don't have any type of loans at all. And it is sobering how much money you still go through even though you're debt free. It costs us something like twelve dollars or $1,300 a month to run this house. That's not even food. That's electric, taxes, insurance, car insurance. Um, we have propane. It, those are the costs that we have. Now, I'm going to tell you a little thing about, you know, I, I, about being debt-free. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It is great. But when you are debt-free, you truly see where all your money goes. Now, when you have a mortgage, you pay taxes. It comes out of your escrow account. It's just a little bit of money each month that you pay into that escrow account. And then when taxes come due the mortgage company pays it. Now, when you don't have a mortgage, you have to pay your taxes. And we have to pay our taxes twice a year. You become insanely aware of what your government is spending money on when you get the tax bill. We have a mortgage. It, it, like I said, it's just a little bit here, a little bit there. When you don't have a mortgage, you still need to save for those taxes. But when 
when you pay that tax bill and you're like, what the hell is this? Why are taxes so high? They didn't suddenly go up. You've been paying it all along. You're just aware of it. And you start looking through that tax bill and you go, hey, what's this mill levy for? Oh, hey, there's this levy for new schools. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Why are we building new schools when the schools have been shut down for the past year? We're now doing Zoom lessons and stuff like that. And the students are staying home. But my taxes for the schools are still going up. And somehow there's more money to spend on schools when they're not even using the buildings. You'll become aware of things like that. If you're paying a mortgage, get a copy of your tax bill. Because what happens is that tax bill goes to the mortgage company, not you. It goes to the mortgage company, the mortgage company just pays it. Get a copy of your tax bill once. Look at it. You will become pissed off at all the money that's in there. Now, I know this is a gun channel, but this is a very passionate subject for me. Not just because I just lost my job. We've been preparing for that for years. I want to make sure everybody else is prepared for it, too. You're not going to become debt-free overnight. It just happens. You just do it over time. You pay a little extra here, a little extra there. There's two popular methods. There's the snowball method and the avalanche method. I'm not going to go into them. You look at the two and decide which one's going to work best for you. We decided on the avalanche method. Most people do the snowball method. We decided on the avalanche method. It just worked for us. Become creative on paying all your debt off. This is what I'm talking about modern problems. Modern problems are, well, they're problems we've had for a while. But, well, there's other influences into this, right? Like riots, economy. I mean, you have a virus that shut down the world economy. It's never happened before, not in modern times at least. But we still don't know what's going on. I mean, we have supply chain shortages, hard to get things. Go down through the lockdowns. People were going nuts trying to get toilet paper and paper towels. My wife and I kind of laughed. I mean, it was, we were a little worried too. I mean, you know, if it could be toilet paper and paper towels, what else could it be, right? I mean, this could daisy chain. But we kind of laughed because, you know, people were freaking out about it. Well, toilet paper and paper towels don't have an expiration date on them. You know, we... We go to Costco, we shop at Costco, and you know, every time we shop, we just would grab a thing of toilet paper and paper towels. We put it in a closet. Whether we need it or not, we would just do it. Well, when these toilet paper and paper towel outages happened, we had several packs 
we copy canned it. We just bought an extra one here, an extra one there. And sooner or later, we're just like, oh, that sucks. There's no paper toilet paper or paper towels. Oh, well, you know, we'll just get it next time. You know, sooner or later, we're going to get it. We have a good stock of it. Be prepared for modern problems. Supply chain problems are a problem. When you go to your store, there is no back room. If that shelf is empty, chances are it's not sitting in the back room either. Those back rooms are just for receiving, not stocking. It's just for receiving. We are in a just-in-time society. When you go to the store and you buy 10 cans of canned corn or beans or whatever you're buying, the computer system, when you check out, goes, okay, it takes that out of inventory. It adds it to the next shipment. Now, it may not add 10, but if I buy 10, you buy 10, sooner or later a couple of cases go by, you know, they're preparing for that, right? They know we sell four cases of canned corn every you know week or every two weeks. They already have that figured out. So those things are coming in just in time. Now the shelves will go down a little bit and suddenly they'll get refilled. What happens when there's a run? Toilet paper, paper towels. Nobody was prepared for that. That there was outages. And then, well, we got to get this stuff. Well, everybody's got to get this stuff. Yes, you do not want to be out buying when everybody else is panicking. You don't want to be that way. It doesn't matter if it's toilet paper, paper towels, ammunition, guns, whatever is in your preparedness plan. You don't want to be freaking out. Now, when I was let go from my day job, I could see it coming. My wife and I, we totally saw this coming. I was started a new job about two and a half years ago. Six months into the job, I knew there was a problem. My wife knew it before I even took the job. She was ahead of me. Now, I like to say that my wife is my partner in my career. She is. She knows what's going on. She has to deal with all the crap that I bring home from my day job. She's my partner in my career. She's my partner in life and she's my partner in my career. She did not want me to take this job, but I took it anyway. It's like the one time I didn't listen to her and well, she was right. Six months into this job, we knew. We prepared. We prepared for me losing a job. We paid the house off. Um, it's now December. It is about, I don't know, about a year, maybe next week, year ago that we paid off the house. We were, even when we were paying off the house, we were building savings, right? You want to make sure you have savings. Don't spend everything you've got to paying bills off. It's great to get out of debt. You still want to build your savings as you're going. We build up a good amount of savings so that we can live comfortably. The day hit that I lost my job. Now, I knew a couple of weeks before I saw things happening within the company 
Actually, I knew a couple months earlier. I just didn't know the day. But on October 20th, I knew it was imminent. Things were not going well within the company. So I had questioned some things. I got some answers. And I knew that they knew things weren't going well. I knew it for a year or two years earlier that things were not going to go well. They finally realized it. I think they finally realized it somewhere around maybe July or August is when they started realizing the company's fiscal year was October 1st. So they were preparing for their year end and things were not looking good. We started seeing things come. October 20th hit. We're in our new year. And I knew that they knew what I had known two years earlier. Three days before the actual day that I lost my job, I questioned something and I knew. It was a Monday, lost my job on a Thursday. It was the week before Thanksgiving. I knew it was imminent. I knew it was that week. I didn't know when, I knew it was that week. Well, when I sat there on Thursday, I got the, the invite from my boss and HR, along with uh, my employee. We knew, uh, our, our, our department was done. They got rid of our department. I got to sit there. And I got to sit there and not panic. I sat back listened to what they had to say, questioned some things, even though I knew that the questions I was asking was going to fall in deaf ears. They had make it, made up their decision. Fine. Okay. Let's get through this. I walked out. I wasn't freaking out. Me and my employee, we went to breakfast. We sat down at a breakfast. We looked through the paperwork. Right? We were reading through our paperwork and we were kind of pointing things out to each other that was in our paperwork. I went home and I started going to work on finding out how I'm going to make a living. Still playing that out. Now, I said this is the episode that almost didn't happen. Right, A while back, I'm kind of looping back around to that. You have no idea how much time it takes to do things. When you're looking for work, you're looking for income, you're filing for unemployment, you're doing all these things. Your focus is everywhere else. I had filmed three podcasts before this. Did them yesterday. Didn't like them. Absolutely was crap. I hated them. Didn't know if there was going to be a podcast. Um, this is now Sunday. I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning. It's somewhere around 5.30 right now. I didn't know if there was going to be a podcast tomorrow. Tomorrow's the first Monday of the month. And um, that'll be podcast because it's first Monday and third Monday. I didn't like the work I was going to do. I was doing. I was going to put out a crap podcast. I got three of them filmed, and um, well, 
This morning I woke up three o'clock in the morning. Suddenly it hit me. This podcast today that I'm talking to you about being prepared for modern problems. Make sure that you and your family are prepared for modern problems. Get out of debt. Be prepared. Have a stock of food. I mean, you don't have to go nuts, right? You don't have to be ready for, you know, 18 months of food like we are. It's just we buy 18 months worth of food because it's the most economical for us. It's a lot of money all at once. But, you know, our whole, all of our beef is something like $2.99 a pound for half a cow. Doesn't matter if it's ground beef or steaks or roasts. We have a lot of food. We had, we had got our, our, um, our half a cow and whole hog a few months before I lost my job. Now, talking about supply chain problems, we're in Montana. There's plenty of beef. It took them something like five months to find a cow that we could get our half a cow. It took them a couple of months to get the hog. Now, it usually takes about two months when we put our order in before we get our food. It took about two months for the hog. took five months for a cow. And, you, know, and, you know, we call them like, hey, what's going on? Hey, we're still looking. We're still looking. It's like, I just passed a field with about, you know, 50 cow in it. How can you not find a cow? Supply chains are a very fragile thing. Even the butcher was having a problem. People weren't selling them cows. These farmers were probably taking their, their herds and selling them to bigger chains because they could make more money off of it. Supply chain vulnerabilities are a thing. I do cybersecurity for my day job. I understand vulnerabilities. We understand vendor and supply chain vulnerabilities in terms of cybersecurity. Because if your vendor over here, let's just say the, the cleaning company, doesn't do background checks on their employees, and let's just say I don't know, your bank, that is a vulnerability against you because you, they have no idea who's coming into the company. You have no idea who you're letting into the bank. I'm not saying they're going to steal money, but they could see paperwork laying around where it has somebody's social security number and things like that. Supply chain vulnerabilities are a thing. The country is starting to wake up about this. Prices are rising because we have a backlog at the ports. Gas prices are going up and people are pissed off. They're quitting their jobs because well, they don't have to put up with this crap. So now companies are scrambling to find people to drive trucks or unload containers or what, whatever is going on. Selling the stuff. I mean, I saw at Walmart, you could get a job at Walmart for, it was like $18.75 an hour. I was scratching my head going, holy crap. Well, why am I even in the, you know, why am I even worried about a job? I could just go down to Walmart and work down there and get benefits. 
Um, it's not what I want to do, but I could. And, you know, being a gun channel, and I was in FFL for 10 years, I built up skills. I probably won't go to work for Walmart. If I need to get money, I don't know, maybe I'll go work for one of the, you know, one of the big box stores here that sells guns. I might work the gun counter because I have skills at that. I understand those firearms. They're hiring too. I've seen it. Every time I walk in to just go see if there's some ammo laying around, there is a sign there. We're hiring. Everyone's hiring. I could go find a job. It's not what I want to do, but I could do it. And again, I can take a lower paying job because we don't have the overhead of debt. We understand how much money we need to live. Now, obviously that doesn't take into account for emergencies. One of the biggest things you're gonna have, especially when you lose a job, you gotta figure out healthcare. We got healthcare through my job. My wife is self-employed. We lost healthcare. Now, sure, you can get COBRA. For those who don't understand is that you can buy your insurance through your former employer for a certain amount of time. It's expensive. We're going to go out into the healthcare marketplace and try to find insurance there. Actually, we already did. Sad thing is, is that now that my payment, you know, all my, my, my salary has gone down so much out on that marketplace, my insurance has gone down. It totally kills us that we had to do that. It does. It, we, it pisses us off that we have to do that, but we've got to live. So on January 1st, we're going to have healthcare. Sad thing is, I'm going to have better health care than I had through my employer for less money. Be prepared for modern problems. I can't say that enough. Don't worry about Red Dawn. You can't stop that. You can't stop losing your job. But you can be prepared for it. It's more likely that you're going to lose your job than, you know, the Russians invading the country or the Chinese or whatever country you think is going to invade. Or if you're a conspiracy theorist, and, and trust me, I can, I, I, I like a good conspiracy theory myself. Um, you know, if you're worried about the blue hats coming in and taking everybody's guns and stuff like that, whatever you're, whatever you're worried about, just look at what is most likely to happen to you. Sure, could we come through and suddenly they outlaw guns somehow and what and they try to take everybody's guns? Possibility. Likeliness of it happening tomorrow, very low. Likeliness of someone losing their job tomorrow, very high. It happens. Look, we're gonna lose our rights slowly right? Don't worry about gun bans and things like that. I mean, worry about them. Talk to your congressman or congresswoman 
or congressperson, whatever their personal pronoun of choice is. Talk to them. Tell them you don't support it. Fight for your rights, but fight for your family. You are your own advocate. Be prepared for modern problems. If you like the work that I do here, please consider supporting me for free by shopping my affiliate links and banners at www.trb.fyi. It's more important today than it was just a month ago that you do that because right now that's the only income I have other than, well, unemployment. I do appreciate your support. I really do. Thank you for joining me today. Hope you're staying safe out there and look forward to talking to you again soon.